Welcome to another spectacular episode of My Orgasmic Life podcast. Mm. So, sexy audience, I've missed you. I really, really have missed you. This year, you know, I've been so busy working all these other fantastic projects that are launching right now that I'm going to talk about in a second um, to give you an update of like, where, where have I been? <laughs> okay, so first things first, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Tickle.life for all of your sexual education and sexual needs. Go visit Tickle.life. <laughs> now, talking about Tickle.life, this is somewhere that I've been spending a lot of time, which is why we haven't been hanging out much. Um, we just, I'm the host, I'm their host of their new podcast called Tickle.life Podcast, which can be found on Spotify. I just got the word this morning that it's also available on Apple, and you can find it at Tickle.life as well. And uh, so it's a really cool new podcast. I, one, it's incredibly fabulous because I'm hosting it. <laughs> and two, we, what I do is we interview uh, experts, sex experts, relationship experts, dating experts. And instead of talking about, you know, their, you know, professional life, we talk about, I dig in to their personal life. I find out all the juicy details, like their first kiss, when they had a threesome, what's going on, like, you know, what was the first time they, when they lost their virginity, like, you know, the first kinky thing they ever did. So it's a juicy conversation. So I highly recommend that. The second reason that you haven't been spending any time with me, <laughs> not because I've been a slacker, <laughs> I haven't been off gallivanting, unfortunately. Um, has been because I've been building this tr like epic program, which I just completed, and it will be going live, live launch on Tuesday. Um, what's the date on Tuesday? Anyways, um, I think it's like March 27th. No, that's tomorrow. Um, let's say like April 1st. It'll be ready going live April 1st, all right? And this course has like 74 videos. Um, it's called Sexual Skill Building, the, sec the Nuts and Bolts of Sex, um, the Sexual Education You Wish We All Had. And I'm really excited about this program because like that's what I've been, that's really what I've been busting my ass over the last three months to create for you guys. So um, to find out all the details, I'll put them in the show notes. And uh, that's where I've been. So let's get into our juicy topic today. Faking orgasm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so I was inspired to have this conversation because I see a lot of people who come to me and they, you know, couples are, you know, come to me and we start diving into their sex life and what's going on there. And, you know, it turns out that people are faking their orgasms as one of the, you know, problems that's happening. And, you know, over the years, you know, friends have talked about faking orgasms and, you know, we've all seen, you know, when Harry met Sally for us that are, you know, older, 
thus us being, I'm including myself in that because I'm 45, by the way. Um, so this idea of faking an orgasm, and I have a lot of male clients, it's not just um, owners of vaginas who are faking orgasms. It's also owners of penises that are faking orgasms. And faking the orgasm when you have a penis is a little more challenging, but it is doable. So I wanted to take a moment here. Let's take a moment to breathe. Breathe in. Exhale. And I want you to check in with what your judgment is about when I say faking orgasm. Are you pro? Are you nay? Are you like, oh my God, I would never do that? Or have you done that? And let's just take a moment and kind of like check our, our judgments, our thoughts. Now, whatever thoughts you're having, they are neither right or wrong. I need, I need to start there before we kind of dissect and dive into this conversation, okay? You know, if you, if you faked an orgasm, that doesn't make you a bad, horrible human being. I lovingly release you from any of those thoughts or feelings that might be coming up. Sorry, I need to take a drink. Um, okay, so we're going to let that go. We're going to shake it off. Shake, shake, shake. Shake body. Shake, shake, shake. All right. Now, often people fake orgasms for a couple different reasons. One, they are, they've had enough of the sexual interaction, they feel satisfied, um, but they're not going to have an orgasmic release, and they don't want to deal with uh, making the other, having to deal with the other person feeling bad. Another reason is that the sexual interaction is uncomfortable and you want it over as fast as possible. Another reason is that um, the experience um, is just bad. And again, you want it over as quickly as possible. Another reason is that you might have issues with um, trauma, past trauma. And so engaging in whatever sexual activity that you feel that you need to end quickly and get out of it, um, you know, so that this could be over, um, is also another reason. Um, what others? What are some of the other reasons? Oh, some of the other reasons are is that um, you don't know how to ask for what you need or what you want or changing how we, you know, um, communicating what you, you know, that you're even done and you're worried about hurting the other person's feelings. You're worried about the pressure or the expectations that, you know, now that person's going to internalize that and could be like, what am I, you're, am I not attracted? Do you not, are you not attracted to me? Why, you know, what is it about me that you didn't have an orgasm? Um, it it kind of goes down this rabbit hole. So these are some of the reasons why, um, also, the fact is, is that, you know, there's an expectation that orgasms happen because we, you know, live in a society where we talk about, um, where we learn what sex is, is through expectational and goal-oriented sex. 
So when you move from that place of expectation, goal oriented sex, and you and the goal is orgasm, then if you don't have an orgasm, you fail. You fail. You don't have an orgasm, the other person failed. There's a lot of intensity. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of expectations when we move from that expectational goal-oriented sex. And that's why one of the main reasons why I teach letting go of expectational sex and letting go of orgasm-focused, goal-oriented sex and shifting into the concept of, you know, um, pleasure the goal the only goal is to give and receive pleasure in any sexual sexy time that's it that's it that's all so it's just about giving and receiving pleasure and pleasure can have many different ways of experiencing pleasure intensities of pleasure sensory pleasure emotional pleasure orgasmic pleasure but when you have enough pleasure in your body what ends up happening is your body Orgasm becomes the byproduct of the intensity of pleasure. Pleasure builds, 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 and then your body has an orgasmic release. So when you start to move into that place, there is no need to fake orgasms because you're not, there's no pressure anymore to be orgasmic. There's no more pressure to perform. There's no more pressure um, around that. Okay. Now, if you're like, what, Gaia? What the fuck? What are you talking about? Have sex without an expectation of orgasm? What? Are you crazy? If these are the thoughts that are running through your mind right now, that's okay. I lovingly invite you to take my new program that I just launched, that I'm going to be launching uh, April 1st um, on sexual skill building. Um, this, the nuts and bolts of sex, because that's the whole program is based on that. And how we move as a sexual being is based on that concept that we move out of expectational sex and goal oriented to pleasure is the goal, giving and receiving. Okay, so now let's come back to faking. So I don't have a judgment. And I think it's really important that I don't have a judgment around faking orgasms. However, I do want to point out that faking an orgasm is kind of like signing the your your death warrant in essence, your sexual death, your potential orgasmic pleasure death warrant is what happens when you end up faking an orgasm. So here's what happens. You fake an orgasm for one of the many reasons that I talked about in the beginning of this podcast, this episode. Now, you've lied. And with a lie, you have to keep up the lie. So now you can, you can, so that thing that your partner was doing in that moment that you faked your orgasm, your partner thinks that that's the move. They think that that is the thing that's going to get you off. They, so they will keep doing that very same thing over and over and over again till either two things happen. One, you fess up and you say, hey, I faked my orgasm. 
because I was uncomfortable, whatever the reason, be honest about what the reason is. And, um, you know, and this is what I actually, you know, would prefer. These are the kinds of pleasure sensations that I would prefer. I would prefer this pressure. I would prefer left, higher, lower, um, slower, more lube, less lube, whatever it is that you're, whatever it is that you're preferring to actually give you the ultimate amount of pleasure. And again, we're letting go of orgasm as the goal and we're moving into pleasure as the goal. So the pleasure is the ultimate amount of pleasure. Or you don't, you don't fess up and say anything, which is fine. But what that means is, is that whatever it is, that thing that that person did when they, you faked that orgasm, that's what you're going to get for the rest of your sexual relationship with that person. which is not okay. <laughs> well, it is, but it's certainly not going to be, uh, it's not, it's not going to support an epic sex life. That's a better way of putting it. And I'm getting some like really awesome feedback from the people who are with me live. So thank you. I, you know, I send out lots of love to you right now. All right. So here's what happens. You faked your orgasm. Now you're like, Oh, shit this thing keeps happening how the fuck do i get out of this <laughs> now when the way that you approach it and you're like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna fess up i'm gonna, I'm gonna have a conversation there's this is where you want to start the conversation is owning your own stuff all right so saying hey you know um, I faked an orgasm and I faked it because I was feeling pressure and I was feeling expectations on myself. And I was worried that if I didn't, you were going to be hurt or your feelings was going to be hurt or, you know, own it. Okay. So come to the table with this real honesty or I was too afraid to tell you what I liked because I thought I was worried about what you would think of me if you, if I told you what I actually liked and desired. Come to the table. Don't and, and really, really own it. Now, when you own it, thank everybody. Thanks everybody for the loves and the laughs. When you really own it, your partner that you're having this conversation with can not then necessarily internalize it. They may, depending on who they are and where they are and their own evolution and spec, you know, perspective of you know, their communication styles and all that kind of stuff. However, that will minimize that possibility. Because ultimately, when you're having sexy time with somebody, they want to give you the most amount of pleasure. They want you to experience pleasure. You want to experience pleasure. You want to give them pleasure. They want to give you pleasure. And so when we don't ask for what we need and we don't tell our partners what it is we want because of fear, because of uh, trauma, because of all these other reasons, we are doing a disservice to our partners. You're not going to insult them it's not an insult to say, hey, a little bit to the left, please, or a little more pressure, or 
you know, I'd like some more saliva, or can you speed up a little bit, or can you slow down a little bit? Whatever it is that you desire and need. It's almost like we have been taught that we're supposed to have sex without talking about it. We're supposed to, you know, to be a good lover, this concept of to be a good lover that um, the other person, you know, you're just supposed to be able to read their mind and that's what it means to be a good lover. And, you know, you got these moves and you say moves and, and so it's really important. So the person who faked it and comes clean and you have a conversation about it, the person who was on the receiving end of the faking, you need to not internalize it. It's not actually about you. If you freak out and you make it a big deal that the person faked it and that now they're coming clean, now you feel betrayed and, and you make it a huge ordeal and you make it a really uncomfortable place, then guess what? Now it's about you. You haven't created a safe environment at this point. Now, before it was their responsibility to come forth and ask for what they needed, all that kind of stuff. But if you don't make it a safe environment for that person to disclose and own their shit and apologize and be like, hey, you know what? This is uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I wasn't honest. I'm working on being honest. These are the things that we can do. And if you, if you don't do that, then it's great. But if you do make it a big deal, then it's now you're sitting in your shit. <laughs> now we got a whole bunch of trauma going on and drama, all that kind of stuff. And the next time your partner needs to have a conversation with you, they're probably not going to, it's not gonna, they're not going to lean in as quite as easily because of this experience. So. So everybody, that if you want to have an epic sex life, you don't want to have an epic sex life and, and you're okay with the way that your current relationship is, then by all means, continue whatever you're doing, okay? It's floating your boat, go for it. But if you're not and it's not and faking is a part of it, then you need to have a conversation to figure out, well, how it is, what is it that you need to ask for so that you can have the your enough pleasure in your body so that you have an orgasmic release as a happy byproduct. All right. Now, here are some juicy details of how you can spend more time with me. <laughs> he doesn't want to have more me time. <laughs> um, okay, so first things first. Come take my new course. It will change your life. It'll move you out of this place of, it'll teach you how to communicate. It'll teach you how to talk about those uncomfortable things. It will teach you all the things about sex that you didn't even know, that you didn't even know. <laughs> right? It's like, there's like, like I said, 74 videos over 23 hours of learning time with me. It's, it's beautiful, amazing, and epic. And the details will be in the show notes. Second, follow me on all the social media platforms under Gaia Morissette and Empress Gaia. Third, don't forget to check out 
my new podcast as the host of Tickle.Life podcast. Don't forget to check that out. You can find that on Apple and you can find that on Spotify and you can find it at Tickle.Life. And then of course, it's really super important, hang out, be, on the, be in the know, know what's happening, never miss an episode, download my app. I have an app for my podcast, My Orgasmic Life has its own app. You put it on your phone and then I'm always there. Easy peasy. You just click on the app and you're like, woo, what is this guy talking about today? <laughs> I don't need more juiciness. Right now I'm super stressed because what's happening in the world. Oh, Gaia, Gaia put a smile on my face. Let's listen to Gaia. <laughs> right. So you can get the app at the Google Play Store and all you do is type in My Orgasmic Life and the app should come up. As well as you can find me on my website at succulentliving.com. And for all your BDSM needs, you can find me at empress, empressgaia.com. And I think that's all the pieces. And again, today's episode was brought to you by Tickle.life. Tee <laughs> That's it. That's all. I love you all. And I will see you or you will, I, you will either see me or hear me in our next episode. Mm -hmm.